Welcome to the Fantasy Football Profit Podcast, hosted by Craig Phillips and Jeff Torrey. Visit us at FantasyFootballProfit.com. And now your hosts, Craig and Jeff. Welcome everyone to the Fantasy Football Profit Podcast. I'm Craig Phillips, joined as always by Jeff Torrey. And today we're going to get into our deep sleepers list. We both put together five players that are ranked, you know, probably around 60th or worse at running back receiver and 30th or worse if we decide to do a tight end. But these are kind of, I always love doing these lists, these deep sleeper lists, because I mean, in reality, it's more because I want to just brag about myself and say that I found a guy, put him on my list at the beginning of the year, right? That's that's <laughs> the whole point, I think. So I'm looking forward to it. I want to see maybe me and Jeff have the same guys. So there there might be one or two, possibly. We'll see. I know. I will have some names that you've probably heard me say before because I love these guys and they're ranked way down there right now for some strange reason, but they qualify for the deep sleeper list. So we'll go over that in just a minute. Before we do that, make sure you guys go check us out on Twitter at the FF profit or Instagram fantasy football profit. And if you want to get into one of our listener leagues, there's only a couple weeks left to get in. We have probably a couple leagues already formed and the winner of the league is going to get our championship belt, which is if you want to go check us out on Instagram, Go there, scroll down. You'll find the belt. It's from Pro-Am Belts. They provided us with the belt. Go visit them also, proambelts.com. And the belt's wonderful. Fantasy football profits all over it. And the winner of the entire thing, which right now I'll say we have like two leagues, the champions of both leagues would face each other in the overall championship in the final week. So that's how the winner of that whole thing will get the championship belt. And last year we won the league. We had five leagues. I finished first. So we're hoping to do it again because I want to keep the belt. If you want to get a chance, go on iTunes, give us a five-star review. Let us know you did it. Just send us a message on you know one of the platforms, Instagram, Twitter, email, which is fantasyfootballprofit at gmail.com. If you've already reviewed the podcast in the past and you want to get in, just let us know you did, what name you used. But just, I mean, go to another thing that'll help us out. Go to youtube.com slash fantasyfootballprofit and subscribe on there. You'll have all of our podcasts will be posted there, but very soon we're going to have a lot more content on our on our YouTube page, which won't be on our normal podcast feeds. Go, please go subscribe there. Check us out. Get all the good content from us. And all right, Jeff, it is time for our list. Five players that are deep sleepers for 2018. Who's your number five? Number five is a wide receiver coming in at 83 currently. And that man is a rookie, and his name is Cortland Sutton. He's way down there. He's very, very far down there. And I realize you're going to be saying, oh, he's on the Broncos. They have uh, Case Keenum. They have two wide receivers that are above him already. But Case Keenum, don't sleep on him. He's much better than what they had before. He's more than capable of getting the ball out there. We saw that with Thalen. We saw that with Diggs. And Cortland Sutton, I will, I do think, he will still get significant playing time. He was drafted as a very high second round pick. The guy is an incredibly good wide receiver coming out of college. He was dominant there uh, the last two years. I think he had over a thousand yards receiving um, and 10 and 12 touchdowns respectively. Um, and I think honestly, he might turn into be the second outside wide receiver and they might move Emmanuel Sanders into the slot. It makes a whole lot more sense. And Emmanuel Sanders, I feel like no disrespect towards him, but I feel like Sutton might already be um, a better wide receiver just because he is in kind of his prime. And Emmanuel Sanders is kind of an undersized wide receiver that hasn't always gotten a lot of respect, but I think he would be 
better placed in side for a better situation and Sutton could really do some damage because people will not be paying attention to him compared to you know Demarius Thomas who is still a very good player so I think there is a lot of room for this guy to produce and grow I mean he's still very far down there there's a good reason for that but it's not someone you should sleep on you know I'm actually looking at a few things recent articles about the Denver Post predicts that Sutton it leads the team as their clear cut wide receiver one. Wow. But then there's another one just a couple below that, which is just let from a week ago just ask, is Cortland Sutton the next Cody Latimer? <laughs> very different articles. <laughs> right. I the, the, from I mean I haven't looked into I mean Sutton as much as I probably should have, but the more I have it's I've a lot of people say that maybe he's not ready this year and he will be I mean, obviously future wise he looks great. Maybe he's not ready this year, but then again, who knows? No one knows that. And this is why he makes the deep sleeper list, and that's why he's ranked so far below. Where you, you literally, there's no chance that like you just if you have a deep roster, you throw him at the very last pick. Hey, it could work out. He has the talent to be he's crazy really good, deep. especially because Demarius Thomas and Emmanuel Sanders haven't really been producing the last couple of years, and we can blame it as much as we want on the quarterback situations, but we don't know that that is completely what the case is. With the case, yeah. with case now. <laughs> <laughs> Funny. <laughs> With Case Keenum now, it could be a lot better situation. And again, Case Keenum does another quarterback where I don't know what to think. I, I feel like I I probably have an unfair bias like against him just because I know how he was. He wasn't it's still maybe from like with the Rams. I kind of just think, eh, he wasn't very good. You know, but maybe that was just playing with a bad team and he looked really good last year. And I don't know what to think about players like that. And then, but, I mean, Broncos Went after him too. I mean, yeah, so, yeah they would they they'd rather have you know Kirk Cousins or whatever it may be, but he's no slouch. I mean, last year, just to put it in perspective, he got 15 games and he did throw for 3,500 yards, 22 touchdowns. You know, and that was really the first year he he got to start the entire year. Yep. And I, you know, and I, Minnesota maybe it's not quite as good of a situation as Minnesota is, but I also think that. That they're, I mean, these weapons are are not a joke. I mean, Demarius Thomas is still very, very, very good. Emmanuel Sanders, I have worries about, but I think he is still um, a decent wide receiver. And I really do like watching Cortland Sutton. He looks like the real deal. Like coming out of college, he looks like the most prepared wide receiver this year. And it's just things you can't catch. I mean, can't catch things <laughs> things that you can't uh, teach. You know, uh, readjusting to the ball and in. You know, everyone makes one-handed catches now, but he was playing SMU, so I'm sure people will downgrade him for that a bit. But this, I mean, I, I don't know. It, it's very hard not to say he passes the eye test, and that low in a situation where he could be playing the number two spot outside, you know, I don't know. There's there's a lot to like in an 83-ranked wide exactly. receiver. Exactly. He's just so far down that. take. That's what a lot of these players on my list are going to be, too, is they're way down the list. So, yeah. well, obviously, they're, they like, they're in a lot of more receivers. So um, This one, my number five. Yeah, it's not the first time I've mentioned his name, so I'm going to bring it up. I won't talk too much about him. He's ranked 72nd currently. It's Chris Godwin from the Bucks. Bring him. He's like number five on every list of mine. I feel like that, it's, it's that's a good pick. I just I like the talent. I, the only thing could be holding them back yet is obviously Deshaun Jackson's there as the number two right now. If he pass, which I believe he can pass Deshaun Jackson for that number two spot eventually here. If that's the case, he's the number two out, lined up opposite of Mike Evans with OJ Howard also out there. And Jameis at quarterback, he'll only get to miss three games. I think Godwin could really be a good player. He's only 22 years old, so maybe maybe it's not this year. But I mean, Chris Godwin's going to be a guy we're going to be talking about in the next couple of years. I'm 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 sure about that. I really feel like he's going to be 
really good. Maybe this isn't going to be the year yet, but I think it's worth a shot to throw him on your bench and see. Yeah, 22 years old, man. That's He looked really good at the end of last year. So uh, if you want to hear more about Chris Godwin, just go back a couple episodes. <laughs> There's probably like three episodes where I bring the guys, bring them up. So I'm going to move on. I don't need to talk about Godwin too much more. So we're going to go number four. Who's your number four? Number four is a little more of a, well, it's not a stretch for us, a sleeper. I don't know exactly how this is going to pan out in their backfield, but Nihaim Nihaim Hines from the Indianapolis Colts. Jeez, man, can I talk today? Um, With luck coming back, that offense will be in a much better position. That running back situation is kind of all over the place. And he was there, I think they drafted like three running backs, but he was drafted in the fourth. He's a smaller guy. He's insanely fast. And I think he can uh, stake his claim in the passing game. And then I think he can steal uh, carries over Marlon Mack, perhaps, if he, you know, if, if he starts looking better. It's just wide open for him to take. And you're seeing nothing but just positivity every time someone is talking about this guy. And it's not only just like, uh, you know, a running back comes in and he's going to get 10 carries. Uh, they're talking about how they're going to use him in a bunch of different ways. And you look at that team, besides for Hillen, they do not have a guaranteed producer. And that's why this guy makes the list. He's a running back at comes in at 57th, which is actually the highest ranking on my list here. Um, I don't know enough about him, but everything that I've seen, everything that I've heard indicates that he is definitely a sleeper to watch. He's interesting because then also Jordan Wilkins, who's the other guy they drafted in the fifth, is interesting. Which, Wilkins, it's weird. I don't know what to think between Wilkins and Hines all the time here. Wilkins and I hear Chris Ballard, the GM for the Colts said he, he reminds him of Matt Forte. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Did you see that at all? Like, I mean, and then also there is Marlon Mack there, which yeah. Marlon Mack is just kind of just getting tossed aside. It feels like in the mind, not, maybe not the Colts mind, but in the minds of yes. everybody talking about fantasy football. It's just, in, this is why it's perfect for the list is because he definitely, if, if he's the guy who gets a lot of the work, I don't know. He won't be the ever down guy, but no. it's going to be. It's going to be. How are they going to use him? What kind of roles is going to be? And that's I, that's why I think that he's more intriguing than the other ones because I think Marlon Mack and uh, Wilkins are going to kind of uh, eat into each other, their their productivity. So that is why I think he's interesting because I think he is end up going to be their their third down back, their pass catching back, and especially with luck, you want to air it out. Yep. And that's why because he's different than the other ones. Yeah, and I think that's it's worth a shot. And there's a lot of good, just a lot of good things you hear out there about Hines right now. He's an interesting player. Played, I mean, running back and some wide receiver in college. So he's he's interesting. It's PPR leagues, especially. Yeah, definitely. He's he's becoming. He's not so under the radar anymore. I feel like it's the talk. No. And wait till wait. Let's see if he actually does something in training camp. It's gonna get it's gonna get out of control. And he is incredibly fast. Um, just. Just on here, I just saw uh, 4.38, oh, 40. Yeah. I mean, incredibly fast. But at the same time, it does worry me, and I really had to look into him a little more, a little bit more because anytime they talk about how they're going to use him a lot or he's a you know a man with many talents, it feels like you're immediately going to go to the Tavon Austin spot where he's so good in so many places that they never rely on him and he never gets consistent touches. So it yep. is a worry, but uh, you know I like that chance. All right, my number four, Kenneth Dixon, running back for the Ravens. And this is somewhat to do with Dixon, but it's probably more to do with the fact that I'm not sold on Alex <laughs> Collins. I'm just not. That poor guy, man. I'm not sold on him. I I just am I'm not. And 
I don't know what it's going to take. I mean, everyone's everyone seems to be just, oh, Alex Collins was great last year. And yeah, he was fine. But I mean, I broke down the numbers before and he had a couple really good games. And then he, there was a lot of just games where he didn't really produce much. There wasn't much there for you. I mean, I had I maybe this I had him on my team last year. I didn't trust him ever. And I think that you're going to see a lot of that this year. And the thing with Kenneth Dixon is we just really don't know what he is. There's been talk about him for what two years now. He keeps getting hurt, or he has a PED suspension. It's been all kinds of things. And the little bit of work he did get in 2016, he didn't look bad. He played 12 games. He had 88 carries. He had a 4.3 yards per carry in those times. He in those 12 games in the limited work, he also caught 30 balls. So hey, it, there's something there possibly. But I'm I picked him up in the Scott Fishbowl, put him on my team. I think I'm gonna. I'll see him on my team in some of the deeper leagues might be in. Maybe I throw him at the very end of a draft just to take a chance. And it's, it's more of a, I'm, this is a not trusting Alex Collins pick here. So I'm just not, I'm not sold on Alex Collins. It's going to take, I don't know who, I'm going to have to see a lot from Alex Collins to trust it and believe it, which I don't. So Ken Dixon might be a better play. And I don't know that. I'm not saying that for sure because I don't have a rank that way at all, <laughs> but that's how I'm going. So who's your number three? Number three, I actually – it's a very difficult trying to figure out this team right now, but I went with Quincy and Nunwa. Interesting. And, yeah, so there is a ton of wide receivers on this team, and most of them I don't like that much. I think Robbie Anderson is solid. He is the number one still. But Quincy and Nunwa was supposed to be the guy two years ago before he got hurt. He is built differently. He's a giant wide receiver. He's 6'2", 225. And right now they're saying that he's going to go ahead, come in, and take over for Curse in the slot um, that Curse played last year, who actually was quite successful. Um, and he's younger. He's a big guy. I think with that offense, especially if Darnold comes over and plays, I think even with McCown, that type of player can be very, very useful. I think he can catch a lot of balls. And in 2016, like when he was first starting to break out and he was supposed to be even better, Last year, before he got hurt, he had 58 catches for 857 yards and four touchdowns. So it didn't light your hair on fire, but at the same time made a huge jump. And uh, just looking at every wide receiver there, someone has to do it. So if it's not Robbie Anderson, who, you know, he he did very, very well for himself last year. I don't have confidence in anyone else. So as long as Quincy Nunez stays healthy, I think he could be a very nice player to have at the end of your bench. And he might be playable. Like, you don't know how that is going to shake out. He is just completely forgotten about right now. Yeah. He is. Yeah, he's actually ranked uh, 76th, yeah. 76th as Be- a wide receiver. Behind Cole Beasley. <laughs> Come I on, mean, man. what and what? Okay. There is no chance for Cole Beasley. There just isn't. There's not. I don't care what you t- – just nothing. Just don't try to even form an argument anybody that's listening. No, I'm not going to buy it. I can see it with Quincy Nuno because he was starting to look pretty good two years ago. Obviously lost the season last year. And, yeah, who knows with the Jets? We don't even know if Robbie Anderson will be anything. Nuno could just go be the number one. It's possible. There's a shot. You don't know. And he's just not talked about. We don't bring his name up at ever, ever. It actually happened this past week in the Scott Fishbowl draft because that league is extremely deep. I'm like, wait, there's Quincy Nuno's out there. Maybe we should think about him. I haven't talked about his name in two years, so. I like this one. I didn't put him on my list, but I think it's a pretty solid pick. And I mean, it definitely depends on the size of the league if you're actually going to put him on the end of your bench. But it's definitely a name to keep an eye on who could do something here. 
So my number three, like I said, the last three players on my list, Kenneth Dixon was the only running back. The rest are wide receivers. That just <laughs> seems to be where the talent is, really deep. So my number three is John Ross. And simpler. There's no there's no stats to go over for NFL-wise. It's all to do with the fact that, you know, he's a top 10 pick. The speed is just ridiculous. He's ranked 87th right now. I, I can't believe it. I mean, I... I know he was hurt all last but year. He's behind like St. Brown from the Packers, who hasn't yeah. done anything. I, I don't, I'm not even tempted to say his first name. Yeah, I know. No. <laughs> but he's also on, on Trent and, Taylor's ahead of him. To your point, like, like he's not buried on the Bengals roster. No, he's not. You have AJ Green, and then after that, John Ross could easily be the number two. Do you really think that the Bengals are just going to give up on a guy they drafted in the top 10 of a draft because he was hurt one year? Especially someone that has that kind of speed. That, I mean, think, think Will Fuller. Like he can be the same exact thing, and if they stay healthy, like he has that speed, if not more, more speed. Yep. That is mind blowing. Take the top off of any defense. You don't think they're going to use him? Yeah, of course. There's no way they're not going to play this guy and try this out. And he's 87th. I mean, you're gonna you're gonna draft Terrence Williams or uh, Curtis Samuel didn't do anything. I mean, Trent Taylor, Terrell Pryor. I'm not going Terrell Pryor. I mean, Mike Wallace from the Eagles. Remember he plays for the Eagles now. Mike Wallace, John Brown, Jimmy, and no. Take John Ross, take a chance. I think that's where I'm going with that. And I, he might end up on a team or two of mine. I, I very well might throw him on the end of a bench because I think it's worth a shot with John Brown or Todd Brown. John have, Ross, not John Brown. Yeah, don't, John, don't. Yeah. I'm done with John Brown. Yeah, I have him on Scott Fishbowl actually too. I don't. I wish I did. That would have been nice. Yeah, get him real late. Why right. not? Number two. Number two. I did find a running back I like quite a bit down here. He came in number sixty, and this is Austin Eckler. Okay. So the reason I like him, not only are you getting a handcuff to Melvin Gordon, who is going to be insanely productive, but Eckler actually will cut in a little bit. And he was very, very good when he got his touches before he got hurt in his rookie year. So he had 47 rushes, not a ton, but he averaged 5.5 yards a carry on those with two touchdowns. And in the receiving game, 27 receptions for, you know, almost 300 yards and another three touchdowns. So if they start using both of them, I think he can be a viable option. And if, heaven forbid, Melvin Gordon gets hurt, this guy will be a fantasy stud out of nowhere. And it's really, really strange because he wasn't highly drafted. He's from a small school, but they really like him. And if it wasn't for him getting hurt, I mean, I think he would be even in a better situation and he probably wouldn't be so deep on here who is number 60 overall. No, I think and I think it's a solid one. I do think if, if Gordon was to get hurt, I'd actually look at Justin Jackson, their rookie a little bit more, but obviously Eckler would jump up. And I think there's going to be some use for him no matter what this year. I mean, they've done that before. I think they're going to use him. And I just like, I like the whole offense as a whole. I like everything about yeah, that. Team. I do too. There might be a player from that team on my list yet. And I just, I love the team. I might've cheated on that one too. I'll tell you in a minute, but <laughs> I, I just, I, I love the team and I think there'll be some value there. So yeah, if, if Gordon was say where to get hurt, which eh, could happen, it would be like a, Eckler would definitely get a huge look at it and could be extremely valuable. That's the kind of player I want players from those good offenses like that, you know, on this deep sleeper list. So I like Eckler quite a bit. Yeah. I, I like the fact, I mean, I'll repeat myself because I really do. There's a lot of guys that you could put on here and be like, if, if, if this happens, but I think Austin Eckler will be worth having, even if Melvin Gordon exactly. doesn't that's, get hurt. That's, that's the nice the thing. Key. That's yeah. the key about him is yes, there could be some value in that kind of, you know, role you see from, especially PPR. Obviously, PPR is better. Yeah. And I think you'll get some work. All right. My number two. I'm not sure. Maybe this guy makes your list that you're number one. Geronimo Allison. 
He has my number I one. I had a feeling he I love Geronimo Allison. Yeah, so Geronimo Allison, my number two, your number one. I kind of figured that's such. And what's Geronimo? I don't have the list right now, but he's about six, 69. 69th. Okay. And this is the case of this could be Aaron Rodgers' number two receiver. I'm not 100% sold on the fact that Randall Cobb will beat him out just because Randall Cobb seems to get hurt all the time. And I like I like Randall Cobb's talent, but it's been a few years now. If Geronimo Allison is the number two receiver for the Packers, I guess you, and then people say, oh, Jimmy Graham. No, I'm, Jimmy, I'm, not, I'm not sold on Jimmy Graham yet. Geronimo Allison is going to be just a, a terrific player for you, value especially if he's the number two. Even if he's number three, <laughs> the amount of work he's going to get is going to be up there. He's going to be good. And think he's he's also a taller wide receiver than the other two that they currently have. And I know you say, yeah, like you you mentioned, they have Jimmy Graham. People are going to point to that. No, he throws to wide receivers a ton in the red zone. He is 6'3". He is a, a, a he is shown to be a pretty decent wide receiver as long as I haven't, you know, from the limited time I've seen him. And, you know, Devontae Adams is a good wide receiver, but as the number two just two years ago, he had 1,000 yards and 12 TDs. Like, even if he doesn't come close to that and he's a number three, I mean, he still has a legitimate shot at double-digit touchdowns as long as he holds on to that position, especially with Randall Cobb as number two. You know what I mean? Like, that, I mean, that's a big difference between when you had Jordy, you know, kind of at his height, and Devontae Adams, and then you and then you you were the number three or whatever. Not so much anymore. Devontae Adams, very good wide receiver, but that number two is up for grabs, like you it said. It really is. I mean, Cobb, I think, is extremely talented. He's probably more talented than Jerome Allison is, but that's not – health is a huge factor here, so – yeah, I don't even know Geronimo, Geronimo Allison. I'm not sure how talented the player is. Like overall, I mean, he's talented, but right. he's not. I'm saying he's not any better than anybody else necessarily. He's a fine receiver, but that's all you got to be if you're with Aaron Rodgers. Exactly. I was going to say situation is huge here. Yeah, I mean, remember James Jones had like 14 touchdowns or something for Aaron Rodgers yeah. a few years he was back. A, what, wide receiver like, three that yeah, year? Yeah, it's he? just like he's done this for other players before. If you're one of the top receivers and you're th- Aaron Rodgers throwing well, the ball, you're always going to have the mismatch too. Yeah, it's it's just gonna be the case. He's he's gonna be good if if he ends up being the number two. He's the number three. He's still he's better than his rank. No matter what, I think. No matter what, he's better than this rank. I think he should be. I mean, he, I I would want him just as much as like a Tyrell Williams, Martavis Bryant at this point. I'd want him over Tyler Lockett. Tyler Lockett hasn't oh, yeah. shown me much. And I I think the biggest thing here is the fact that right now you're hearing all of this news about all these guys that are going through minicamp. And the fact that Geronimo Allison has been sidelined for that is actually going to be a saving grace for a lot of people that pick him up. Because otherwise, everyone would be talking about, oh, he looks really good, the chemistry between him and Rodgers. And all of a sudden, his stock shoots up. You yep. don't have to deal with that. And he will be a steal in the draft. I really do believe that one. Yep. All right, my number one. I kind of cheated because when I made the list, he was 60th, but now he's up like 59th or 58th. Mike Williams. Okay, I, I give you that one. That's totally fine. <laughs> I'll take it. My, so Mike Williams, I, I agree with he's you. my number one. Obviously, again, he was drafted in the top ten. That whole thing. I've said this a million times. I love Mike Williams. He's going to be the number two, uh, opposite of Keenan Allen. You know, there's no Hunter Henry to throw the ball to anymore. There's no Antonio Gates to throw the ball to. He's a better receiver than Tyrell Williams. He's going. He's going to be in a good offense. I love the Chargers team. And Mike Williams is going to – he was just hurt. He was hurt last year. He, if, if he's healthy, which I believe he is, he's going to be great. His final year at Clemson, he had 98 catches for 1,300 yards, 11 touchdowns. He's a great player. <laughs> that is – that's yeah. ridiculous. I, I just remember college. watching him 
in that championship game and the stuff. He's just, he's amazing. Yes. And if he's healthy, he's going to be great. And for him to be right now ranked 59th, one spot behind Muhammad Sanu, do you, uh, you serious? Do you really think Muhammad Sanu has any kind of potential to be up? Like, Ma- uh, I don't want a Muhammad Sanu rant. I feel like those are kind of players. <laughs> I just don't. Why do I want that player? Yeah, exactly. What does he? What does he offer you? Yeah, what does he? He doesn't offer me anything. He no. doesn't at all. I want Mike Williams, and if he ends up living up to his potential, that is one of that's a type of player that can win you a league. So that's why I'm going to go for Mike Williams, and he's I'm all over that one. He's my number one. Yeah, totally agree with you on that yeah. one too. All right, it's going to do it for deep sleepers. Now, hopefully, we hit at least one of these. I feel pretty good about this. I feel like there's some talent here, so I think we'll do pretty good on this list. Well, somebody will break out from this. All right, so that's going to do it. We'll be back. Later this week, we're going to do a little episode of trending up, trending down. Players, a couple players that are heading up our list, a couple that it, we're kind of, you know, not as in love with anymore. We're just kind of falling down the list. We'll go over that next time. <laughs>